The Very Serious Crafts Podcast is now on Patreon. Head on over to patreon.com slash seriouscrafts to support our podcasts and get early access to episodes, find out about our unfiltered, patron-only, off-week episodes, and more. Yay! You're listening to the Very Serious Crafts Podcast. We're very serious crafters, and we craft very serious crafts. Very serious. (laughs) (laughs) Hello, and welcome to Season 3, Episode 6 of the Very Serious Crafts Podcast. I'm Heidi from Hands Occupied. I'm Molly from Wild Olive. (laughs) And I'm Haley from Red Handled Scissors. Today, we will be laughing at each other, and also talking about bias tape makers, old school tapestries, and spring sewing. Yeah. It's that time of year again. (laughs) It is. I don't understand how it happened. Uh, Yeah. yeah. Well, wasn't it? We're like, mm. we're at like the two year anniversary of the podcast starting as well. Is that Whoa. right? It's true because all the bills just came due. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> oh my I, I, gosh. I know it. Uh-huh. I did not even realize that it's been two years. It feels like we just yeah. started this thing. I know. Right? Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, we are in season three. Yep. Yeah. Time flies. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And speaking of time flying, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so. The, th- the things that I've been up to since the last episode in the last two weeks um, have been, you know, sheltering in place like all of us. Mm-hmm. And it's so if you have listened to the podcast for a while, you'll remember that uh, during season two, I talked about how my husband and I were putting our old place on the market because we got a new place. And it has been a now six month process, which means we've been living in <laughs> two apartments in the same building But without dwelling on that, like, we are lucky to be in the position to move. Um, But it would have been great if it wasn't, like, coming in for a landing during right now times in the world. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So right now, because it's, like, really unclear how safe it is or legal it is to hire movers, like, it's been very difficult to find information or guidance. It's legal in New York, officially, by the way. Yeah, I just haven't. So it's probably legal there. Yeah. And lucky for us, we're moving within the same building. So even if it were completely illegal, we can move our stuff ourselves. But right now we're getting down to the point where we've taken the last few items up to our new place. But there's really big stuff that we can't lift. (laughs) Right. Right. And you can't just ask your friends to come over. Exactly. So, um... It's nice that I haven't had so much time for crafting because I've had I've been using that time to move stuff. But we're getting yeah. to the point where it's like this is a puzzle to solve and not the jigsaw variety, huh? Right. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. We'll figure it out. It'll be fine. It's just like who'd have thought? It will be, but yeah. Who'd have hmm. thought? <laughs> uh huh. Uh huh. Yeah. Oh, um, That's all. <laughs> <laughs> I I had a. I had a who to thought kind of a kind of a moment where I like went, why didn't I ever think about this before? Um, I was I was sewing a face mask as one does. Um, and by the way, I was using Craft Passions uh, pattern and tutorial, which has been um, fairly easy, but a nice a nice mask. But anyway, one of the things that she does when she's showing like sewing the mask is she changes 
the needle position on the mat on the sewing machine while doing the edge stitching. And I'd never considered doing that before mm-hmm. to actually do that process. And I don't know why, but um, so I have like, like a whole world has opened in my mind to edge stitch this way. And <laughs> I, I, <laughs> who'd have thought? Oh, yeah. I always do that. I've never. Interesting. I, hey, if was, you don't know, you don't know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It was I one of those things where like I learned to sew from people, but like I never mm-hmm. probably learned like I never had like a lesson on edge stitching. And so therefore I missed that entire chunk of knowledge. And um if you have missed that, I highly recommend listeners that you try moving the needle position. It gets so much easier. Um so I actually <laughs> always stitch or always sew on the machine with the needle in that position. I don't usually have it in the normal place, so it we are like complete opposites in that, which is kind of funny. <laughs> it is funny, interesting. Hmm. Now I'm gonna have to think on that. I think <laughs> I feel I feel like it was when I learned maybe top stitching mm-hmm. when I first discovered the magic of adjusting the needle position. But it's it's a good one. It's a good one. Yeah. Yeah, it just, it lines up better with the seam allowance that I usually use to have the needle in the other position, so I pretty much always use it because I feel like I can judge the distance better. Yeah. So I also was sewing masks this week, and I made so many beginner mistakes. (laughs) It, It was kind of amazing. I cut myself with a rotary cutter, I stabbed myself in the palm with my seam ripper, and I came as close as I have ever come to stitching over my own finger. Nightmare. Yeah, I mean, I I didn't, but it was only because my sewing machine errored. Uh, 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 Convenient, I guess. Yeah, thanks, um, Bernina. (laughs) (laughs) And so, yeah, it... I think I was just trying to go too fast. Mm-hmm. And so I was making, it's been a long time since I pulled out my sewing machine to really sew a bunch of things. Mm-hmm. And so I think I was just going way too fast. But like I bounced the rotary cutter off of my hand. Like I was just like tapping it like, do-do-do, um, uh. like while thinking. Like, what? What? <laughs> yeah. So... That, that's fun. Those rotary cutter cuts are no joke. No, luckily I hadn't changed the blade <laughs> during this project, so it was significantly less dramatic than it could have been. Well, good. Oh my gosh. So yeah, that, that's where I'm at right now. Uh-huh. Well, before we jump into talking, we want to give a shout out to some new serious friends of the Very Serious Crafts podcast who are now supporting yes. us at patreon.com slash serious crafts. Many thanks Yay. to Melissa and Jeanette this week. Yeah. You are the best. Thank you. Yes, <laughs> thanks, Melissa and Jeanette. We really appreciate it. We do. Um, so, yeah, we were just talking about shelter in place because it's hard to not think about just shelter in place. <laughs> yeah, because we're all experiencing that yeah. to um, various degrees right now. Yeah. yeah. And... It's interesting because everything feels so serious right now. And then 
it's that we live in this world where we're all so desperately, you know, like looking for the silver lining and trying to focus on being positive because it is pretty miserable for a month plus now for some of us just dwelling in focusing on all these things we can't control, you know? And so one, one kind of outlet that has helped me cope, which is not surprising to any crafter because I'm sure we're all already doing it, is crafting. Mm. But specifically design work. I have found to be therapeutic in a really unique way, which is not surprising. Mm -hmm. Like, I have experienced this before. This is why I'm a designer. (laughs) Right. But it's really strange when this, when shelter in place becomes a point of inspiration in your work. Um, Like, yeah. And I mean, struggle does often inspire art. Yeah. And it's it's just really interesting. Like I'm playing with simple themes of like buildings in my work and playing with like color in a way to symbolize certain things in really artistic ways, or at least they feel that way Mm -hmm. to me. I don't know. I don't know if I don't want it to sound like I'm like bragging or tooting my own horn. It's just my whole point here, like with a lot of them is like, Design as a therapeutic tool is very interesting, and it is okay and valid to use something like coronavirus and sheltering in place and isolation. It is okay to, like, use those themes in your work, and it can really help, I guess, is all I'm saying. Like, I don't know. Oh, I agree completely. Like, Um, I'm not, not, like, saying that I'm some authority granting permission to people on how to be creative, but it's just a thing that I found a little surprising for me. And in a past life, it's something that I feel like I might have wanted, like, permission to explore. So that's why I wanted to talk about it on the podcast a little bit. And I think it's good for people to hear. I mean, sometimes it's really nice to have somebody be like, yes, this is a totally normal thing that many of us are doing and experiencing right now. Yeah. And like, it certainly makes me more comfortable to hear that. And some of my lace friends are making um, coronavirus-shaped bobbin lace right now. Oh, I bet that's beautiful. It's fascinating. Um, So, like, it's both terrifying and very beautiful, Mm -hmm. which is um, an interesting juxtaposition. Yes, exactly. Exactly. You nailed Uh, it, Haley. In a... a certainly not as elegant uh Ooh, I elegant. Like I keep coming back to this but um sorry uh, have you seen well i mean the virus shaped lace there's something both uh light and heavy and elegant about all of that but um now this is more at the the light end of it have you seen and i cannot remember offhand but it's someone that has designed a Needle turn applique toilet paper quilt. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, uh, it's a it's a a mini quilt of four different um, rolls of of toilet paper, like to varying levels of fullness. (laughs) It's it's pretty funny. It's pretty good. Oh, that Um, that is that's good. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. We are inspired. Well, I've but seen a lot like of I've seen a lot of whole cool coronavirus related like photography, especially I think just because we live in such an Instagram world. But it really yeah. is interesting seeing. Mm, yeah. I guess because it has been a month, some of the art is coming out, or more of the art's coming out than we've seen before, and it's just kind of yeah, it's kind of rad to dig into if you're feeling like 
you can't stop thinking about it, but you don't want to just be stuck in whatever anxieties your brain makes up. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> that's just, I, it's I, okay I, I that doubt you that's can't just me. stop thinking about it. <laughs> yeah. None of us can. Yeah. Yeah. But I know. Oh, yeah. But I it's know. also okay to use that to make something like to channel your anxiety into. Yeah. Totally. Absolutely. But I'm speaking of something to channel your anxiety into, it is a okay no. if you just want to like pick a pattern to distract yourself and have like something cute to wear this year, for instance. My goodness. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's yes, totally that's fine too. That's absolutely what I am doing. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Speaking of of cute, lighthearted things, I would just like to say that friend of the the podcast who is doing the grown up Kirsten looks mm-hmm. has just uh-huh. done a birthday dress and it's fantastic. Oh, I saw that. It's so, so cute. It is. Yeah. So if you're looking for something yeah. to cheer you up and maybe bring you a bit of nostalgia, um, we'll put that a link to that in the show notes too. Yes, mm-hmm. it's it's glorious. Yes, <laughs> it's. It's what I, I would really like to be wearing that dress and like spinning in a field of wildflowers. That would be <laughs> That's <fantastic>. the dream. <laughs> in, instead of the snow that showed oh, up yeah. in my neighborhood. Uh, it's, snowing in, it's snowing in the city too of Chicago. Yeah. Uh, Can I have yeah. it in a different color? Yeah. <laughs> pink. Oh, the, the dress. I thought you meant the snow. Yeah. Nope. You probably don't want pink. But I, I it don't. would be amazing in black and white gingham. Yeah. Oh, black and white gingham yeah. is so good. Yeah. It is good. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, <laughs> but meanwhile, I am I am working on uh, a project for warmer weather days, uh, which might eventually show up. Um, and I picked this pattern. I'm currently, uh, as we speak, I am crocheting the Serato UV vest that um, I will link to the pattern on uh, in the show notes. And it's I chose it like a couple years ago and I've had the yarn sitting here and I finally started on it. And I have been referring to this as my zoom sweater <laughs> because it is, <laughs> it's the project that I can work on and I don't have to be quite as focused. And so I can do it when I have all of the zoom calls and meetings and video chats with people. Um, and so that's my, it, you know, I was not expecting this to be, the project that or the top that I was going to associate with um, (laughs) all of this, but it is. (laughs) So it's a, it's a kind of lacy crocheted um, cap sleeve Mm -hmm. top. And um, by the time that I finish it, maybe I will be able to wear it around other people besides my family. Oh, it's cute. (laughs) And it it is, it's um, yeah, you can't see it right now because my video chat isn't working, but um, it's, it's going to be, I think, very fun. I'm working on it in a really cool um, navy-ish yarn. It has some flecks of gold mm, in it, so ooh. it looks almost like a like a gemstone. I love it. Um, so I'm working on that. And, yeah, it is – it's the Zoom sweater. Um, but I'm also working um, because, again, I was, I was planning for, like, fun summertime things. And so I've got two summer tops that I've actually got going at the same time. The other one I'm knitting – and it is the roving summer top. Uh, like roving around? Rambling? Yes, I think it's more like moving. Yeah, it's a cotton sweater. It's not wool roving. It's very light. It's a confusing name, but it's a fabulous. Yeah, fur. it's gorgeous. Molly, so again, it is a gemstone. It's blue yes. gold stone. That's what 
what it will look like. I, it will. I'm trying to, let me see what the name of this yarn color I is. I hope it's blue goldstone um, because that would be perfect. It's hematite. Oh, hematite. Yeah, that's it. So, yeah. That's so it nice. Is, it I is, like hematite. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so the roving summer top, which is not made with roving, it's a cotton yarn. And I am actually using the yarn recommended. I'm glad you pattern, are because it looks gorgeous is, in this lace. Yeah. I'm, and I'm doing that. Um, the main color that's in the pattern on uh, Ravelry is kind of a, a rusty coral mm-hmm. color. Um, and it's a, it's a Japanese yarn called like ski noko mm-hmm. i think and i ordered it from japan and um it's i'm enjoying working on it but it's gonna look so good i was so thankful that someone else was knitting it at the same time she saw me start it she started it and she put a lifeline in and had to use it and i was like "Ooh, remember the lifeline molly and i was so glad because i actually i've needed to uh fall back on that it's not a it is not a zoom friendly <laughs> ah. <laughs> uh, project I <laughs> there's much counting and and checking but um but I'm really I'm enjoying that as well. I I will put that on. I will work on that while I have like Netflix or something going cuz I don't mind if I'm not paying attention to the Netflix as much. Right. But like I can't have a conversation and work on that at all. But um yeah, so it's it's coming along and my my Serato vest is coming along and I'm really enjoying uh having these two things in the works. And now the greatest thing is to just not also add like a fall winter project into the mix. <laughs> well, I was, so. I was just looking at Irene Lynn's Ravelry designer page. So she's also got a wrap called the Roving Summer Wrap. Um, and it uses the same lace. Yes. And also, P.S., I don't know, yeah. like listeners should definitely look at this pattern in the show notes because it's lace but it's also got some cable details it's really a beautiful pattern it like very it looks very japanese in like the best possible way aesthetically mm-hmm. um like design style wise um but i feel yeah, like it's beautiful i feel like this wrap is really really nice as well yeah i um i'm trying to remember if i bought the pattern for the wrap as well i bought a couple mm-hmm. things from her at the same time i think she was having a sale um yeah. a few months ago and i just it was it was yeah. hard to limit my yeah purchases because i was it's like so i cute. want all of these well it's a bad habit for me to like buy a bunch of things <laughs> yes um, but, oh i know this is i from her i also bought her acorn shawl uh and a pattern she has called grassland that is very different from uh, the other ones but I love them first. too because yeah. they so like I saw I opened both of those patterns just now to listen to your topic and they look so completely like your personal style and similar to your yes. design style which I always really appreciate watching people who are like even if it's not their pattern making something in their style it's really I like watching it because I feel like it maybe this is a designer thing but like getting to watch someone who's also like a master maker and a designer do mm-hmm. a really beautiful pattern that like is in their style and like is a aesthetic that the maker understands. I yep. feel like that's even more exciting to watch than just the average knit project or crochet project come together. If that makes any dang sense. <laughs> oh yeah, I think it makes complete sense. Yes. The first thing I yeah. thought when looking at those patterns well, were, oh, Molly. Yep. Yes, 100%. definitely. Those are going to look great. <laughs> and so watching those come together is going to be really fun. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm enjoying it. Even when I have to 
rip back a little <laughs> bit Fair enough. the lace. And it's also it's a great good. time yeah. <laughs> if you're able to support like individual makers selling patterns and stuff mm-hmm. because obviously it's a yeah. rough time for many people in the handmade world. Mm-hmm. So if it's within your means to do so, now's a really great time to do that. Yeah, and I will also I just want to like shout out mm-hmm. um Hohi Lakatelli who has so many amazing patterns. She and she has some of her patterns that um mm. give to charity. So she has a sock pattern right now and now I'm going to try to remember what the name of the sock pattern Sorry, is. Sorry, I derailed us. <laughs> no, it's okay. Uh they're cute little ankle and socks. And what do what's the donation of those? Um it is a hundred percent of it is going to a women's community house in Buenos Aires. Oh, that's Aires. lovely. I think that's yeah. I I like yeah. both supporting a maker right now and supporting a really good cause. Although I know that hundred percent of the proceeds are going, so it's maybe not specifically supporting the maker, but it's a really nice thing to do. Well, I would say she has so many beautiful mm-hmm. patterns, including a new sweater pattern that <laughs> I really want to make um, that, uh, you know, you should just go ahead and buy a couple yes. patterns at the same time. <laughs> buy the one that, that helps others, buy the one that helps her. Yeah, I think that's a perfect solution <laughs> for those of us who have the means to do so. Yeah. Well, I don't have anything to say about charity sweaters, <laughs> but I do have things to say about... Um, <laughs> making things that benefit other people, I guess. So as you all know, and probably many of you listening are also doing, um, I've been sewing masks. And because of that, I've sort of been paying attention to the mask sewing internet And one of the people in the Very Serious Crafts Facebook group posted a photo of this Lego bias tape tool that she made. Um, Oh, cool. Yeah, it's really cool. Um, Her name is Lori, and she gave me permission to use the photo in show notes so you'll be able to see it. Um, But it's just... It's so smart and it looks so neat. And for people who can't run out and buy a bias tape tool right now, it's a really perfect solution. And she also linked a tutorial for making it. So if anybody out there needs a bias tape maker, um, I also was just poking around the internet a bit and found a few different DIY bias tape maker tutorials. Um, one of them uses the casing of a box cutter, which I thought was a really cool thing. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, it, it was. Um, I mean, it's the right shape. It, it made a lot of sense. It, I don't think I would have thought of it. Um, no, I would not have. <laughs> no, and there's also a printable bias tape maker from the Scientific Seamstress. And I definitely featured that on Craft Magazine many, many, many years ago. Um, but I did check and the link still works. And so it's a very easy bias tape maker that you can just print out and 
use uh, like an exacto knife to cut and it's very functional and doesn't really require much that isn't usually found in your house. So yeah, cool. Yeah, so those exist, and I personally have been using Clover bias tape makers because Clover gave them to me a long time ago at um, back when one of our industry trade shows used to be called the Craft and Hobby Association trade show. What is it now? Creativation. I think that's uh, yeah, right. it is. Um, so they're great also if you happen to have access to them. So I will link them in the show notes as well. Yeah. But um, it just, since so many people are using bias tape and maybe for the first time, I thought it might yeah. be helpful to see how some people are making it. Mm-hmm. Totally. That's a great tip. Yeah. And thanks, Lori. Lori seems yes. cool. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that is when she really, posted the photo. That's so and, cool. Yeah, it. I was so excited. Yeah, but also like, doesn't it make you think how many other tools you could be making out of Lego? Yes, <laughs> I always feel like that. Um, see, also erector sets. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I I spend a lot of time thinking about that. More time than one should probably. <laughs> Nah, I think it's, I think it's wholesome. <laughs> yeah, or Rube Goldberg machines mm-hmm. that do a thing at mm-hmm. the end. But I I believe that I have talked about making those as a kid <laughs> before on this podcast. Yes. So we yes. we all know that I am a giant nerd. It but happens. Lego bias tape maker, mm-hmm. my friends. You definitely need to see it. It's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Well, for my sewing room, all the I have like gobs of bias tape because for some reason my mom had this huge box of it for ages, like always the same little box. And then eventually she was like, oh, I need to have less craft supplies in my home now that my now that I'm an empty nester. And I was like, okay, cool. She's like, here, take Bye. it. <laughs> so now I, I end up with my mom's stuff that way too. <laughs> so now I have this same box, and the box itself is like an old cigar box from like mm, who knows when. And it's cool. got the same dang bias tape that has lived in it for like 20 years. So I should just pull that out and just start mailing it to everyone I know making masks. Honestly, that's, this is my chance to get rid of it and have it go to use for once. Yeah. Seriously. I mean, also, you could use it for its intended purpose. The quantity is so much. Okay. <laughs> I mean, people yeah. are having trouble finding it or yeah. getting it. Yeah, I have craft so, night. It's a Wednesday, yeah. so I have craft night tonight, and I have I have some gals who I think will be delighted to take it off my hands. <laughs> uh, are you doing video craft nights? Yeah, yeah, Zoom calls. It's it's different, but it's fun. But anyway, that's cool. So speaking of sewing, that's where I was going next. <laughs> yes. So speaking of sewing, um, yeah, I still will hang on to some of my bias tape for like finishing armholes and whatnot, but I don't need the quantity I have. Because I was just about my my second topic for this episode of the podcast was about how like it's spring and like last year I really got bit by the spring sewing bug and me made May because I was really wanting to work on fit. And this year, I don't know if it's because I have other work deadlines or I'm in need of kind of a creative exhale after the book. But I am just like, "Mm, I'm not so sure if I like like I pulled like one or two patterns out of my stash yesterday and was like, I'm just not pumped about this like I don't feel the enthusiasm to like make a dress or anything at all 
I mean, it comes and goes. Yeah. yeah. I definitely don't yeah. always want to do that. And I don't always want to make English paper piecing quotes. Mm-hmm. It's, I think that's totally normal, but especially after you've just done a big creative push like a book. Mm-hmm. And I think because yeah. last year I did so much of it, which was great because I yeah. learned a ton and I grew a ton like in a few months. So, and, that, yeah. and I always recommend like just practice y'all if everybody's like frustrated with their technique because mm-hmm. um, that is work is the yeah. answer on that one. Sorry. And um, you did such good work. Like your fits by the end were just beautiful. By the end being the key, yeah. though, to anybody who's currently frustrated <laughs> and having to do that hard work. <laughs> but of course it's by the end. Yeah. Um, you couldn't yeah. have had those skills when you started. For sure, exactly. And so anyway, that's all I'm saying is I'm just kind of like blah on sewing. And I was like kind of hoping that by this up, ep- like this mini, like this episode on the podcast, I'd be talking about what patterns and fabrics I was picking. But I'm going to go with how I feel, which is just work on my little knitting Go with the flow, make my deadlines, done. Key to yeah, happiness right there. I don't right think there. you need to add extra pressure to <laughs> yourself if it isn't yeah, a thing I, you want to do. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then when when the bug comes back again, because it inevitably oh, yeah. does. Oh, yeah. Sometimes it takes longer than usual, but it inevitably does. Um, you will be uh, all the more excited to be working mm-hmm. on it. Yeah, you know? I don't need to make any more crafts into work that aren't already. That's the, that's the tea. That's yes. the tea. Exactly. <laughs> I think that's actually, like, I know it seems really obvious, but that's a really good point. Mm-hmm. Like, if what, if the whole purpose behind the thing you're making isn't actually the stuff that you're getting paid for craft-wise... Don't force it mm-hmm. because you should have things that are just yours, that are just fun. Yeah. And like yeah. making them work takes that away. Mm-hmm. Not always, which is because yeah. I think for all three of us, like we couldn't have yeah. this be our job if that was the case. But sometimes it's like, yeah, I don't need to give myself work homework no. every day. <laughs> That's no, get burned sometimes <laughs> I don't, I don't want to cross stitch sometimes. Yeah. As it turns out. Yeah. Nope. And I yeah. obviously write books on that. I love to do that. I don't want to do it all the time in my free time. And that's also fine. Yeah. yeah, I have times when I just, like, have large equipment outside the window making <laughs> um, Sorry. That's uh, right. We've all got extra noise right now. Mm-hmm. Everybody's neighbors yeah. at home. Um, no, I have, I, <laughs> I have times when... Um, I go a really long time without embroidering anything. And sometimes it's because I'm working on like cross stitch as opposed to free embroidery. Or sometimes it's because I just, just don't feel it. So that's how it is. Yeah. And it's it's fine. (laughs) Yeah. I I feel like we're repeating that to each other and ourselves over and over again right now. Yeah. Because... It, it doesn't yes. feel like it should be fine, <laughs> that yep. it's fine. So right. if you are also feeling yes. that way, let us assure you that it feels weird to us too, but it really is fine. <laughs> I feel like I would just like to say, if if you see me on um, any form of social media anywhere, 
here on the podcast, whatever. If you hear me encouraging people or sending out like these reassurances to people, it's probably because I need it. That is same. And you should just assume that I'm going through that. Yes. Everything (laughs) on this podcast that I rant about is because I'm like telling it to myself for the hundredth time. 100%. Absolutely. Positive (laughs) self-talk. It's hard. (laughs) It is hard. Especially when you've set up expectations for yourself. And I think a lot of people are feeling that right now who have challenged themselves to go above and beyond right now while they're sheltering in place. Mm -hmm. Like, it's okay if if you just don't. Yep. It's okay if you do yep. the bare minimum of what you need to do. Mm-hmm. It's fine. Yep. Yeah. I say to myself over and over again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. All right. So you want to hear about something delightful that I found on the internet? Of course. Yeah. Always. Um, so... Uh, I found this, by the way, Mary Corbett of Needle and Thread shared this link. And if she shares it, it's probably good anyway, because she is a a very fantastic lady. But anyway, um, so it is a video from the Met in New York City. Mm -hmm. And by the way, I told my sister about this and she was like, oh, man, I think that was one of the things we were going to see because we were supposed to actually be uh, we were supposed to take a trip to New York this spring. Um, But the Met has a series. It's their 150th anniversary this year in uh, 2020. Mm-hmm. And they have been putting up a series of videos from the vault. It's a, The series is called From yeah. the Vaults. And th- the one that I got, that I watched first is called Tapestries and How They're Made. It was a 1933 silent short film that was made by or for the Met, um, and it was featuring some tapestries from their collection, and then also a full demonstration of how these woven tapestries are made. They show some um, ancient looms, they show the whole process, and if you've ever seen, like, a silent film from that era, or even if it's you've, like, seen them in movies, like, the idea of you know, the old piano music playing <laughs> and then um, the <laughs> they've got like the action and then it cuts to a, uh, like a slide that has the text to go yep. along with it. That's what it's like. There's no um, there's no music to go along with it, though, because the way that worked in theaters was someone was live, you know, right. playing the, mu- the piano music live. But anyway, so it's a totally silent film. It is so charming. It's about 15 minutes long and in it you see the process and then they show like just so you know like here's how old tapestries are or how far they go back and then they proceed to show they have um someone who is like actually modeling some tapestry garments including one that's like i think it was like 6th century roman garment and he's wearing the piece and i'm like i can't believe they put that on <laughs> on a human but it was 1933 yeah. so maybe how they were preserving things still looked a little different um and then there's another one from like i don't know 14th or 15th century that the person models That's but cool. um it it's just because it's silent also and there's this going back and forth between film clips and then reading the captions 
there's something very nice and soothing about it. And I highly recommend watching this process. It They showed... Because of when you when you weave and you have colors that come up next to each other, they show how they handle that split that comes into the tapestry oh. and um, putting that all together. The speed with which the um, people are weaving, it's remarkable. And they tell you, like, it looks like it's sped up, but this is actual speed. Cool. Uh, yeah. So that is my enjoy 15 minutes of... <laughs> craft oh. glory uh recommendation i have today. a slight <laughs> bit of additional information to add with regards to the met um okay so when we are able to travel again molly you and your sister should probably know specifically that the rati textile center at the met because it's a public museum mm-hmm. you can ask them to pull specific items for you to examine up close okay and anyone can do it um and so i have a friend who works in the rati textile center and so we've done that i think i've mentioned it before with bob and lace but that is that is a thing that one can do it's certainly a thing you need to do in advance and arrange for it but sure it is uh I think probably if things are on display, that is not something that you could pull. But I think in their their storage, you could look at things up close. Okay. That's cool. I will remember that. It's really neat. Yeah, I assumed that that was something special that you got to do because of your connections there. But... (laughs) I mean, it didn't hurt. Yeah. Um, Because... For context, for people who may not have listened earlier, two of the members of the Brooklyn Lace Guild are, um, well, one works at the Rati Textile Center. That scans. That scans so hard. (laughs) And one is the, probably the foremost lace expert in the world. Very cool. um, Yeah often goes in to do work on the textiles. That's so awesome. Very what nice. a cool job. Right? Yeah. <laughs> well, that's you, the next uh, the next video I plan on watching in the From the Vault series is all about museum curators. Oh, cool. And it's so a, awesome. A, a like, I don't know, 25, 30 minute film from the 1980s. Oh. So that should be fun. You'll have to oh, tell us I'm how excited. it is. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to take a deep dive on this. Yeah. I, I had a feeling you would like that. <laughs> yeah. Uh. Um, oh, right. Me. Sorry. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, I, I was just staring blissfully into space. It was, it was about... sweet. I didn't want to ruin it. <laughs> I, 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 was, I was thinking about... The silent chort. <laughs> I honestly, that's kind of how I feel about it. So it works. Um, I, I was just picturing it. I, I could click on it and actually see it, but heaven forbid. Oh, no, never. <laughs> anyway, so I actually don't remember if I've mentioned this or not, because there have been several books along the way. 
as we have been doing this, but it's almost like I, it's our work. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> um, almost. So I have a new book coming out, and it's called Feminist Yay. Stitches. Heck and yeah. Yeah, and it's coming out on April 21st. So I think that's, I don't know what the date it's is. It's before I, the next episode comes out. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Um, so, when this episode oh, right. comes out, it will, the book will already be out. I don't know how it snuck up on Where us. Where fine like books that. are sold, listeners. Yes, indeed. Um, so it's, <laughs> it's being released this year to coincide with the 100th anniversary of the ratification of the 19th Amendment. And I did a lot of research into quotes and their origins and um, different historical aspects of uh, women's rights and women's suffrage. And so I'm pretty excited. And it's also similar to my Golden Girls book. It is a book and kit. So it is very beginner friendly and is just sort of a... A happy journey into, well, not always happy, I guess, because feminism isn't always um, delightful. But it, yes. it's it's a nice snapshot into that history without having to dig too deeply into it if you aren't ready to do that. So... It, yeah. I'm excited about it, and since I can't have a book release party because uh, the world pandemic, <laughs> um, I'm going to have a drawing for one free video cross-stitch lesson from me um, for anyone who can show me proof of pre-order or purchase and so cool idea we'll get that and i will do that drawing sometime after the book comes out and i will put a link for information in the show notes so you'll be able to join in on that that's a fun idea Haley. nice yeah it's yeah uh i think that the marketing um person at my publisher had that idea but or at least the beginning of it so it but it seems like a really good way to balance what's going on right now with also something personal and fun that you could look forward to yeah um and also like you probably would never have thought to do that if it weren't the current situation yeah. like you probably would not have um ever thought about doing a, a private lesson in that way and yet that's that's genius yeah i mean since you can have since you can call in to zoom with multiple devices i can have one camera on my hands in one call and a camera on my face in another and have that exist Ooh, high tech and everything. yeah um i only <laughs> know this because one of the online um stitch and bitches that i was at earlier this month was trying to figure it out for someone who was teaching so so we played with it but um nice. and i would also like to say that if you plan to purchase the book please consider buying it from your local independent bookstore if you can 
Um, Most of the time, independent bookstores, even if they're not open right now, do internet or phone orders. And even if they don't stock it, they can order it. Um, Because this is the kind of book that bookstores anywhere can order. And so if, if that's a possibility, it's a really good time to support those small businesses. And I would also just like to add, because you guys will understand why this is funny, this is yet another pink book. I, I now... <laughs> this is a very pink book. Yeah, I now have, have two pink books, which is kind of funny because pink is maybe my least favorite color. <laughs> <laughs> you, you like it um, so little. Yeah. But you know what? And it's about it's to be fine. even more trendy, like in home decor. Yep. And actually, <laughs> weirdly enough, since I go to the wing when we're not under shelter-in-place orders, I'm actually becoming slowly inoculated to pink decor. <laughs> <laughs> and so I don't have the reaction that I once had. I actually, like the Golden Girls book, I've looked at I kind of like that. Pink. I, so, I I feel like yeah. I too have developed pink Stockholm syndrome. <laughs> but anyway, I it's just everywhere. You can't get away. And you're hanging around with me, and I I add pink to every repost of any of your, <laughs> any of your things on stories, and you know. Oh, it's true. It's true, uh, Molly. It's contagious. <laughs> it, it is, and. Uh, yeah, I'm not going to actually say anything else about that. No. <laughs> I'm going to leave that joke where yes, it lies. please do. <laughs> all right. Oh, I didn't even mean to make that joke. All right, all right, all right. All right, all right, done. <laughs> all right. Yes, done. Thank you for listening to the Very Serious Crafts podcast. <laughs> <laughs> you yes. can now follow oh us on gosh. Instagram and Twitter at at Serious Crafts and on Facebook at Very Serious Crafts. You can also find show notes and all things Very Serious Crafts at VerySeriousCrafts.com. And finally, if you're a fan of the Very Serious Crafts podcast, please leave us a five-star review on whichever platform you use to listen to podcasts. Good ratings help us show up in recommendations, which helps more people who love crafting find us. It's true. Oh, by the way, our website has just gone through a redesign And for those of you who want to support us but don't have the means to do a Patreon membership right now, which is totally fine because we're makers, we we get what's going on in the world at the moment, Um, Mm -hmm. you can give us a one-time donation through a button right on our website should you want to throw us a little uh, of your spare change and little bits yes help. they all make a everything difference. we does. appreciate every bit of it and if you're not in a position to do anything right now you can also just give us some likes on social media because that helps us show up for more people too yes absolutely yeah. we yeah. love you thank you and, you know <laughs> we love y'all we love y'all anyway <laughs> it's true anyway that's <laughs> we love you just whatever i can't the words no <laughs> hi listeners we think you're great that's all yes, yes. we <laughs> that i don't i feel like we someone should save us from oh. ourselves right now i i'm gonna cut us off on this episode bye bye, listeners. bye. <laughs>